0: This morning, I have the privilege to, to bring God's Word to us. And, um, and I trust that uh, we will glean some things from the Word of God. It Usually, is like a refresher course, because some of these things are things that we already know about. But it's good that we remind ourselves of, of these things. This morning, I'm going to be sharing on... On uh, a topic I want to tie to the spirit of faith. The spirit of faith, okay. So, and I'll be taking my text from the book of Second Corinthians, chapter four. I'm going to be reading from verses thirteen down to eighteen. Second Corinthians, chapter four, from verses thirteen to eighteen. I read. that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. So I said we'll be talking about the spirit of faith. And by way of introduction, we, I would like to just say that we already have a spirit of faith. Every believer born of God has a spirit of faith. So th- when we're talking about the spirit of faith, it's not something external to us. It is something that we, that we possess. The, the Bible says we're we having the same spirit of faith meaning that the same spirit of faith that God operates in is the same spirit of faith that we equally have. So it's nothing external. It's not something external to us. We're actually wired. We're wired you know, in this way. We're wired to operate and act in faith. And so any, anybody who is not acting in faith, is acting out of character. That's why we're called believers. It's we have a believing spirit. It's a believing spirit. It's not a spirit that is meant to doubt. Glory to God. It's not a spirit that's meant to walk in unbelief. It's a believing spirit. That's why we're referred to as believers. You see, and and the Bible also confirms that in Romans chapter 12 and verse 3. He said, God has dealt unto every man. The measure of faith. That means every one of us has been dealt the measure of faith. So without a doubt, uh, we really don't have a faith problem. We cannot say that I don't have faith. It is a misnomer for a believer to say I do not have faith because in reality we actually do have faith because our spirit is configured to operate by faith and to operate based on the principles of faith see but however not every believer expresses the spirit of faith when faced or when confronted with life situations you know even though we all have the spirit of faith but in terms of actual expression when we are faced with circumstances and situations that come our way you know we're sometimes not uh, uh we don't express that spirit of faith in every situation And that's why it's important for us to constantly examine ourselves so that we can determine if we be in faith. I want to refer to that as doing a kind of status check whereby we're able to to assess without deceiving ourselves whether we're operating in faith or not or whether we're just being sense ruled or or we're just... um, Walking in uh, wishful thinking, you know, Second Corinthians chapter 13 and in verse 5 tells us, says we should examine ourselves, you know, so that we can determine whether we are in faith, examine ourselves to see whether we are in faith I'm paraphrasing that particular verse of scripture. And, you know, without, without a shadow of a doubt, it is clear that the only way we can please God is when we live in faith when we walk by faith and that's what Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 tells us it says you know without faith it is impossible to please God and i'm sure you and i want to be pleasing to God i don't think i know any i don't think i know of any believer who willfully want to displease God <laughs> i don't think i know of any any saint who Will just ab initio make a decision and take a position and say, I, I want to displease God. I'm sure every one of us wants to be pleasing to God. And so it means that we need to give expression to the nature of faith that we already have deep within our spirits. In fact, as a matter of fact, anything that is not done, you know, that is not done in faith. Or anything that is not of faith, the Bible says is actually sin. Romans fourteen verse twenty three tells us this: that anything that is not done, you know, in faith, is really, really sin. Wow, that's 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 a serious one. Meaning that that uh, at every point in time, we need to ensure that what we do is predicated by by faith, by a spirit of faith, by an engineering of faith, glory to God. And so, since we see that we have a spirit of faith, and we're expected to walk by faith, and we're expected to to live our lives based on on this principle, then it, I think it makes sense for us to try to define or try to determine some of the characteristics of this faith, so that even you can assess yourself, whether or not what you're operating in is faith or not. So we're going to be looking at a few, a few things that uh, are the characteristics of the spirit of faith, and, um, and you just use this as a means of assessing yourself and um, doing a, a bit of a check so that you also can know how to align yourself properly with God's word in this area of your life. So the number one, I'm going to be talking about the first characteristic of the spirit of faith. Number one, faith calls into existence what does not exist. Glory to God. I repeat that. Faith calls into existence what does not exist. The the Bible says, faith calls the things that be not as though they were glory to God, in in Romans chapter 4, verse 17, is that that God gives life to what is dead. Okay? He quickeneth the dead and calleth the things that be not as though they were. You can see what, what the Bible says here. It says it calls the things that be not as though they were. And I want to make a very, very clear distinction with this next statement that I'm going to make. Faith calls the things that be not as though they were. It does not call the things that are as though they are not. I repeat it. Faith calls the things that be not as though they were. It doesn't call the things that are as though they are not. So what does that tell us? That faith, faith does not deny reality. Faith does not say that a particular challenge does not exist. You know, in a normal, usual religious self, you know, someone probably has symptoms of illness in his body, and so they you know, say, ah, you see, uh, What's wrong with you?" I say someone say. My enemy my enemy is sick. No, no, no. It's not your enemy that is, <laughs> that is sick. Because the fact that you said that your enemy is, is sick does not mean that you are in faith. Glory to God. Or, you know, someone says something that we do not like and just say, I reject it. I reject it does not translate to you being in faith. That's the truth. The fact that you said I reject it does not mean you are in faith. You can say, I reject it, and yet not be doing what you are meant to do that shows that you are in faith. Glory to his name. So, so faith never denies reality. And that's what Mark 11, verse 23 tells us. It you know, says, if you, if you will say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in your heart, but believe that the things which thou sayest shall come to pass. He says, you shall have whatsoever you say. Glory to God. He says, if you will say unto this mountain. So what it means is that faith recognizes that there is a mountain. Faith faces up to the facts. But faith does not just stay by, stay there and say, okay, this is the fact of the matter. Faith changes those facts. It changes the facts so that it can be in conformity with the word of God, which is the truth. So what I'm saying in essence is that the fact of the matter might be that there might be sickness or disease or poverty or lack. But the truth is that we are the healed of the Lord. The truth is that we are the restored of the Lord. The truth is that our needs are met and our bills are paid. So faith never denies realities. Okay, but changes them so that they can be in conformity with God's word. So I'm going to ask you a basic question. What is your own alternate reality in the face of the prevailing facts that are before you? What are those alternate realities that you have instituted for yourself? Are those realities in conformity with God's word? So if you are faced with a set of facts and you do not make concerted efforts to change your realities based on God's word, then you cannot be said to be walking in faith. That you said, I am not sick, does not mean you believe that you are the healed of the Lord. I repeat that. That you said, I am not sick, does not mean you believe I am the healed of the Lord. The the the, the actual pronunciation or the actual declaration that changes the fact that you're sick is the fact that you said by the stripes of Jesus I am healed so faith changes the prevailing facts glory to God so number one we just talked about the first thing the first thing is that that faith calls into existence what does not exist glory to God number two faith speaks faith speaks glory to god faith speaks the god kind of faith speaks second corinthians chapter 4 and in verse 13. the bible says we have in the same spirit of faith glory to god he says according as it is written therefore i have spoken i have spoken he says. Um, we are having the same spirit of faith. He says, I have believed, therefore have I spoken. He says, We also believe and therefore speak. Glory to God. Did you see? It's an interesting thing. He says that the, your speaking is predicated on your believing. Glory to God. He says, I believe, therefore have I spoken. So you speak when you believe. Anyone who believes, Speaks, glory to God. Everyone who believes must say something, must say something that, that is an evidence of, of your faith. Glory to his name. You see, speech is not always audible. Uh, I, I just want to put that out there. Speech is not always audible. Or speech is not always a creation of sounds or some kind of vocal phonation. Sometimes speech, or sometimes uh, it 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 is actually a sound of the heart. Glory to God. You know, you may not vocalize words, but but what what your heart is speaking is actually more important than what you are vocalizing on the outside. Glory to His name. You know, uh, the Bible says in Romans chapter ten and in verse eight, He says the word of faith that we speak, he says the word is nigh thee. He says it's in your mouth and it's in your heart. Glory to God. So what, the word can be both in our mouths and in our hearts. Glory to his name. Interestingly, you know, someone asks a question, okay, what, what happens to dumb people? People who cannot speak. And if, if, we, if we go all technical and say it's all about what you say, what you say, what you say. So someone who is dumb, who doesn't have the, the physical ability to to vocalize or phonate words. Does it mean the person cannot operate in faith? Of course not. A person, a dumb person can, 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 can may not be able to articulate words, you no, know, but can clearly speak from his heart. So we're talking about speech that produce that is that, that, that emanates from the heart. That is the expression of faith. Glory to God, glory to his name. Sometimes you, you want to pray for some people and they're unable to talk. They are too weak to talk. But when you're praying with them and you're in faith and in agreement with them and you can just see something in their eyes, sometimes they may not say a word, but by nodding their head, you can see and you can tell that they are in alignment with, with what you want to pray about. Glory to his name. It, 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 it is a speech that comes from the heart. Glory to God. It is the sound of the heart. Faith is the sound of the heart. It is speech that emanates from the human spirit. Glory to God. Glory to his name. So the second thing is faith speaks. Faith speaks. Number three, faith is not passive. It takes action. Faith is not passive. Faith always takes action. As a matter of fact, faith is impotent without action. Faith always speaks. And, and the Bible is very clear on this subject matter. In James chapter chapter 2 and in verse 18, it elucidates it. It clearly defines it. It says, yeah, a man may say, thou hast faith and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works and I will show thee my faith by my works. Glory to God. Verse 20 says, But with thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead. Glory to his name. Faith without works is truly dead. Verse 26 says, For well, as, the, as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead. Glory to God. You know, when, when you're in faith, you take action. You're not passive. Faith is an active thing. Glory to God. Faith always takes action. And you take action in the direction of what you have believed. You must take action in the direction of what you have believed. Glory to his name. So if, if, if you said, by the stripes of Jesus, you are healed, you, you, you get up from that sick bed. If you say, by the stripes of Jesus, you are healed, you try to do things that you weren't able to do before. If you say that, um, that you have gotten a job, so you, you you write your CV, you do your resume, you put out your CV and expect that you get a call or an interview. Glory to God. If you believe that that the, the doors and the, the, the doors have been opened to you for business, that the that the doors have been open, they've been flung open, they are never shut night and day that you might receive the forces of the Gentiles, you will go to your business place. You will go to the place where you generate income and expect that resources will come your way. You know, faith is active. And I sense in my heart to say this, that for someone listening out there, you may actually need to consult with a doctor (laughs) because that is actually your own faith action. Glory to God. You know, sometimes in Christian, in, in Christian faith, Some people get certain things mixed up. And because, okay, there's there's the concept of divine healing, certain individuals feel that there's no place for, for medical help. okay. But I kind of sense in my heart that someone in particular might actually need to consult with a doctor. That is your step of faith. That is your act of faith. Glory to God. That is you aligning with God in the direction of what should produce the results that you are looking for. Glory to his name. Hallelujah. So faith is not passive. Faith takes action. So take the right actions today and it will produce what you want in the name of Jesus. Number four, faith is full of determination. Glory to God. Faith is full of determination. Faith never gives up in the face of obvious obstacles, or trials. Faith never gives up. Glory to God. You see, you know, um, when you read Luke chapter 5, the story of of the man with a palsy, right, That that his four friends brought him in. The Bible says there that as Jesus was, that there was a particular place where Jesus was gathered, that there were Pharisees and doctors of the law, and they were all doing a bit of a judge or listening to God's word. The Bible says that the power of God was available to heal, was present to heal. But did you observe that not a single one of them, right, you know, uh, had the experience of God's power to heal them, you know? But you had this, this set of guys, very audacious, very They they, they came in, they wanted to to, to meet with Jesus. The whole place was blocked. The whole place was jammed. They couldn't access Jesus. You know what they did? They went to the roof of the house. They broke the roof of another man's house and lowered the man with the palsy down right in front of Jesus. Glory to God. What audacity. What audacious faith. Faith is determined. Faith is determined. Faith does not take no for an answer faith will not say that because of this obstacle that i will not go ahead glory to god they did not allow that obstacle to prevent them from from getting their healing and of course jesus saw their faith and jesus just spoke to the man with the pussy take your bed and walk in in Luke chapter 5 verse 17 to 20 and verse 25 actually tells us the man immediately, you will know the man was expecting to be healed. The moment Jesus told him, Take up your bed and walk, he took up his bed and walked. He didn't even send, he didn't even care that there were doctors of the law saying, ah, Why would Jesus be saying that your sins are forgiven? Or all the, they were talking all kinds of theological things. Those theological things didn't mean anything to him. But he responded. The man that was determined to get his healing that day, he responded. Just like the woman with the issue of blood. He heard that Jesus was coming to town and he said, if I may but touch the hem of his garment, she kept saying, if I may but touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. He, he, she had the obstacle of the customs. She had the obstacle of physical weakness. She had the obstacles of the crowd. She had the obstacles of, of, the, of the customs that said that if you are if you're constantly menstruating, you cannot be seen in public. But she didn't allow any of those things to deter her. She pressed. She moved in the press and she kept pressing despite her weakness. She kept pressing until she touched the hem of Jesus' garment and she was made whole. Glory to God. Faith demonstrates determination. Faith never gives up in the face of, of obvious obstacles. Glory to God. Also, number five, faith is patiently expectant. Glory to God. Faith is patiently expectant. In the book of James, chapter 5, and in verse 7, it says here Be patient, therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. Behold, the husbandman waited for the precious fruit of the earth and had long patience for it until he received the early and the lattering. This is God. This is an example of God. Can you imagine God? God who who paid his precious price over 2,000 years ago till today, he's waiting patiently for the precious fruit of the earth. And we're expected to express that same kind of patience. God is always expecting. A man can go and do all the bad things he wants to do in his life, but God never gives up on him. God never gives up on anybody. He's always saying every day, this man, you will come home one day. You will come home one day. Just like that man that, is the, that, that had a prodigal son. In fact, it should not be the story of the prodigal son. It should be the story of, of the father that loved. Glory to God. Because the man was always waiting out there. Every day. Perhaps the guy might come to his senses. He might come to his senses. And that's how God is. And that's how we ought to be. Faith patiently. Faith patiently expects faith is patiently expectant. glory to his name then number six faith is endurance faith endures faith suffers long glory to god faith suffers long glory to god there is there's something about endurance and faith the book of romans tells us this romans the book of Romans chapter, glory to God, Romans chapter five, and in verse three, the five, and it says, and not only so, but we glory in tribulation also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope, and hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. Glory to his name. Faith. Faith suffers long. Faith suffers long. It endures. Amen. It endures. Glory to his name. Second Corinthians. Second Corinthians chapter 4. We read it earlier. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. And in verse 16. <laughs> Glory to God. It says. It says for. For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. You may be going through a time, wait for it. You may be going through a storm, wait for it. It is working something out in you. It is working... And exceeding a a far more exceeding an eternal weight of glory. Glory to God. Galatians 6, verse 9 says, we should not be weary in doing that which is good. He says, We should not be weary, we should not faint. We should continue to do that which is good. So continue standing in faith, continue putting out the word, continue declare, continue to declare that which you believe. Continue speaking it. Continue, co- continue to go for interviews. Continue to, 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 to strive at your business. Continue to, to, to expect that God will heal your body. Faith has endurance. Faith suffers long. Glory to God. Hallelujah to Jesus. Glory to God. Number seven, <laughs> faith is constantly constant. Glory to God. Faith is constantly constant. Glory to His name. Romans chapter four tells us this. Romans chapter four, and in verse twenty, he says he says very very interestingly here. He says concerning Abraham, he says that he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. Faith doesn't stagger. Faith is resolute. Faith is constantly constant. Faith digs in, digs his heels in. Faith keeps staying there. Faith says, man, we, go, we, we, will, be, we will be here. We will, we will, we will, rather, than, rather than give up, we will die here. Glory to God. Faith does not give up. Faith, he said, is staggered not at, through unbelief. It staggered not through unbelief. Glory to God. Glory to his name. He said he staggered not. So faith is what? Constantly constant. Faith is what? Constantly constant. And number two, number eight, faith is worshipful and thankful. The second part of that Romans chapter four and in verse 20 tells us that. He said he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith. Doing what? Giving glory to God. Giving glory to God. You're thanking God. The best time to give God thanks is before you see the physical manifestation of what you have prayed for. You know, when, when you when when you, when you eventually now see that thing, it becomes an anticlimax because you've seen it over and over again in your mind's eye before the physical manifestation actually comes. So faith is worshipful. Faith is thankful. Your thanksgiving is in faith. Your thanksgiving is not only an expression of appreciation, for what God will do, for what God has done, but you are giving thanks for what God will also do. Glory to God. Is an act of faith. It's an act of faith. Glory to his name. Then number nine, faith rejoices in hope. Glory to God. Faith rejoices in hope. Faith rejoices. <laughs> Glory to God. I need someone to rejoice this morning at the expectation of that which is to come. The Bible says faith rejoices in hope. Romans chapter 5 and in verse 1 and 2. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into his grace, wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. We rejoice in hope of the glory of God. We rejoice in hope of the display of God's power at our disposal. We rejoice in hope at the, at the thought that God is going to come through. And we're going to have a testimony from God. That our test becomes a testimony. That the mess that we're in becomes a message. Glory to God. We rejoice at the prospect that we're giving God an opportunity to demonstrate his Heaviness is cabored, is weightiness in our lives. Glory to God. We rejoice in anticipation of the power of God in manifestation in our lives. We rejoice at the glory of God that is about to be displayed. Hallelujah to Jesus. This same sentiment was echoed by an Old Testament prophet. And you know who that is. It was David. That man had insight into some things. In Psalms, the book of Psalms, Psalms chapter 16, there was something he said, Psalms chapter 16 in verses 8 and 9. He says, I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. Therefore, my heart is glad and my glory rejoices. My flesh also shall rest in hope. Glory to God. He said, my glory rejoices. He said, my flesh shall rest in hope. Glory to God. Faith rejoices in hope. Glory to God. And number 10, finally, 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 my brethren. Faith always receives in advance of the physical manifestation. It always receives. In advance of the physical manifestation. You must have received it before you actually physically receive it. Glory to God. Mark 11 verse 24 tells us this. It says, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive and you shall have. Faith always receives. Did you hear what I just said, my brother? Did you hear what I just said, my sister? Faith always receives. Your faith always receives your faith always receives your faith always receives and so you must have received the blessing before the physical manifestation actually shows up glory to god glory to god i declare that in the name of jesus that we have received houses that we have not built glory to god we have received lands lands <laughs> Oh, God! We've received those babies. We've received those husbands. We've received those wives. We've received those jobs. We've received the miracles. We have received, we have received it. We have received it. We have received it. We walk in it. Oh, there is restoration. There is restoration. There is restoration. There is restoration. Father, we give you praise. We give you thanks. We are the people of faith. We walk in faith. And we experience all that your word says we will be in Jesus' precious name. Just go ahead and have a fantastic and productive day. Bye-bye.